This is a HeadGum Podcast. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And the tea is like yuck hard. Consider the source. Hey. Car, consider the source. It's me. Oh, my wife. I'm a fan of my mom. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Alyssa. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, Hey, uh, it's Alyssa. It's Alyssa Sabo. Alyssa. Making my way downtown. Walking fast. Face is fast and I'm homebound. I'm homebound. Wow. Good Christian fun. Thank you, hey, Emma, Kevin. for putting that together. We're here to have good Christian fun with special guest host Alyssa Sabo for an intimate sort of show. What are you? I am thrilled She's to be so here. She's so excited to be here. She can't really, believe the path she I'm had re- to take to get oh, here. Oh, really? I had to tell Caroline, I said, honey, step over. I need a self-esteem booster. Now that <laughs> does, need, it, yeah. it does feel like it would fit in the lineage of a sort of country song about a woman committing a heinous act of violence or murder. That you would yes. be the singer, you know, like uh, what's the one Miranda Lambert sings about keying the guy's oh, car? I drove my key into the side of, of his course. pretty little. And I love that you like thought Miranda Lambert was Carrie Underwood. Oh, that Literally was Carrie. Iconic. Oh, excuse me. Iconic. Oh mis- gosh. Mislabel. <laughs> Iconic mislabel. So okay. in in a similar way, Alyssa could have a sort of country music singer character. Do a, a whole ass ballad about how she had to murder a podcast co-host in cold blood to finally, uh-huh. you know, get to uh, a spotlight of her own on that. Hey, s- this is podcast. a movie. Don't share, share anymore. People are going to steal it. But I just watched. Have you seen Coal Miner's Daughter with Loretta Lynn? No, no, I mean, no, no, with no. Sissy, with Sissy. Well, yeah. One Sissy Spacek. Uh, you got to watch it. But Loretta Lynn, her whole thing is like. She has a song called Fist City, you know, and it's like, you oh, better yeah. not touch my man. No, Fist <laughs> City. I'm taking you it, Fist it, City. If it's people haven't listened great. to Fist City, it's unbelievable. And it's so good, too. And Lorena Lynn continues really to make great music. Uh, but Fist City, what I love about it, sorry, this is visual, but the cover for it is her leaning on her fist like a, like her- a senior <laughs> portrait. Like, hey, guys, time to go to Fist City. I'm the freaking mayor. I'm going to freaking punch you Let's in the go. Face. Listen, but oh, we're we're here to have good country fun. We're here to have good Christian fun, which in America is the same thing. Good Christian Amen. fun is the podcast <laughs> where we do talk about Christian pop culture, the movies and the music and the entertainment made for and made by Christians. But we're not here to make fun of you. And we're not here to make you go to church, something I did for the first time in many months yesterday. We're just here to have <gasps> fun. 
How was it? Well, I tell you what, Miss Sabo. Do you want to talk about it? I uh yes, but I'll talk about it broadly okay. because there's some specific stuff I I need to sidebar with you about it. Uh, I love that. that. Uh, maybe are not ripe for for on air. And, and let, let, let's okay. b- before we get on with that, let, let's address the elephant in the room or the lack of elephant in the room. Well, no, I'm not calling Caroline an elephant. <laughs> Just to be clear, if Caroline does oh, listen yeah, to yeah, this. Yeah. Okay, yeah, just address. <laughs> but you gotta, uh, Caroline might be riding an elephant right now because she is. Yes. Uh, let's just say the House of Mouse uh, was welcoming her with open arms earlier today. And due to a scheduling snafu that we have with a guest and, and the way things had to shake out this week and our very intense, very thriving work schedules, uh, we're 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 doing a, a sort of intimate solo pod with Alyssa Sabo tonight, which I'm kind of thrilled to be a part of, Alyssa, to really chat and chill. And I'm the the thing I'm worried about most is going over time because we can gab. Yes, we can gab. If there's one thing about you and I, Kev, it's that we are <laughs> while Loretta Lynn may be in Fist City, we are in Gab City. Mm-hmm. As- some might say. Um, okay, so yeah, but we'll we'll talk fast and we'll we'll cover it all. But yeah, I mean, if you don't want to get into your like very, you know, personal church experience, you don't have to talk about it. But I would also love to hear maybe a little bit, because I've been kind of like itching. I should have gone with you. I know. I should have invited you. I need to send up like the bad signal of like, hey, I'm actually going to church yes. <laughs> this weekend. But yeah, this'll be this'll be a nice thing we can talk about. Before we talk about the topic okay. today, a singles ministry with the Sanctus Real song, I'm not all right. I'm not all right. Oh, I, I can't wait to get into it. Church this weekend, uh, which I've not gone to since pre-Delta. So whenever that was, uh, maybe sometime in summer, uh, uh, definitely sometime in summer of 2021. Um, mm-hmm. It was the first time I'd gone into like, yeah, six or eight months. I was going because uh, it was an out-of-towner, uh, uh, someone new to the city, was said, hey, you know, a friend of a friend wanted to check out the church. And obviously those sort of things are much easier to get into if you go with a friend. And even if it's a friend mm-hmm. of a friend and you're sitting with someone new, as uh, Alyssa and Jeremy Olson did, walking into that same church 90 minutes after it started. Uh, all, <laughs> okay. Oh, so delicately. <laughs> that was the funniest thing I've ever done. We talked about that, I think, on this pod. One time Jeremy Olson and I literally came to Kevin's church 90 minutes late. And that was back when it was at made... an even smaller venue. So it's just, sorry, sorry. And I was looking at you. And the, the seating <laughs> was in the round so everyone could see and had visibility <laughs> at the same time. 90 minutes late. Oops. Okay, keep going. So, so it was that church. It was that church, yeah. I took a test and it was 100% that church. And we sat on the row. I sat on the row with actually through three new timers. One person who had like not any church experience at all since they were a kid. One person uh-huh. who's, you know, uh, looking for a new church in the city of greater Los Angeles, California. And another guy I didn't <laughs> talk to that much. And I tell you what, everyone had a real nice time, had a real nice time with it. And I think there's a couple of reasons for that. The foremost of which is that's Black History Month, baby. And the church really took its cues from that. So the music was very black uh, at the service, which you and I, Alyssa, are very used to not black music uh, for worship and in our churches and not well songs in the gospel tradition. That's actually not true. Oh, is it not actually the I- truth, Ellen? <laughs> 
Well, that's actually not the truth, Ellen. Um, wait, no, I don't know. Did I not tell you? So my grandpa was a Southern Baptist preacher in Memphis, and it was a it was a black and white church, so it was a mixed community. Okay, so but you... that was like so where I spent my summers. But yeah, of course, my church growing up was just like a bunch of white <laughs> losers. Yeah, it was a white loser Hillsong Corps. <laughs> but hey, but I, hey, so we don't I have to be weird like... about it. If you say lo- like white losers is implied, obviously. <laughs> exactly. Well, not only were they like white, but it was just like. Old, old people. Like, I, my church was like, me and my sisters were the youngest people. And then everybody else other than my parents was over the age of 70. Like, it was crazy. Oh, so, so they, they didn't even do like, blessed be your no, name. No, no. Okay. We did old, old hymns. Like, so a mighty fortress is our God. Yes, and on a hill far away <laughs> stood an old rugged cross. But yeah, so I didn't really get introduced to like... Hillsong and Company until college. <laughs> Hillsong and Company <laughs> makes it sound like the worst children's show that's ever been made. <laughs> I was always a Bethel music girl. Yeah, that Sean I personally Fuck. was. Yeah. Yeah, Sean Fuck. Yeah, that Sean Fuck. No, who was, I was a big, I was a huge Kim Walker Smith head, which, you know, I think, I mean, who wasn't? Still am. I still kind of like, I like hearing her talk. Oh, yeah. She get me all riled up. She get me all riled up. <laughs> if, if y'all, that's disgusting. But if you do want to check out her music, you can watch uh, her, uh, the the movie. It's either the Trump prophecy or not the Trump I know. Wait, she's a Trump head? Oh, is she friends yes. with Sean Fuqued? Yes, yes, yes. yes. <gasps> she of course. is? Okay, I didn't know that. I always Unless thought she was like so full. church. <laughs> Yes. But time out. I thought like she had branched away because in my mind, the way I saw her, I was like, man, she's so fil- full of the Holy Spirit. Like she'll never get on the path of like darkness. Oh, I she's fully she on, like, on the path. Oh, I'm sorry. Kim. I know. Well, I just think of Kim. I think of 2010 Kim, you know. Well, the, the Trump <laughs> I know is uh, available for rental on Amazon Prime, another wonderful company. Uh, President it's Trump is the, the most Trump well-known person. That's right. He's what? the most well-known person in the world. Everyone seems to have an opinion of him, but who is he really? A Hollywood filmmaker oh. strikes up an unexpected friendship with Laura Trump, who introduces him to the women in the Trump family, administration, campaign, and business. Through their stories, we get a glimpse of the Trump they know. Now, Caroline and I did talk about this on a, I think maybe what? on a second service, because the documentary in essence is a, a series of talking head interviews with women saying he didn't sexually assault me. And so I do like him. Uh, <gasps> it's basically like, Hey, he's not bad. Look at these broads say they like it. it, it and, so and wait, Kim Walker, Kim Walker Smith contributed the song that is in fact the uh, theme music in the trailer uh, from the movie, I'm just going to do a little oh share screen my for that. God. Yeah, so it's worth the fight. Uh, and she does what? talk about, 11 years ago, a friend told me that one day I would have to write a song for America. I've always <laughs> oh, loved this no. country, but at the same time, I wasn't even interested in songwriting. Well, now that time has come. It breaks my heart to see how divisive we've become in a land that has always held freedom of speech in such high regard. We have given birth to a culture that says, my way is the only way to think or speak. We no longer have civil conversations, valuing the thoughts and opinions of someone who sees and experiences the world differently from us. We have abandoned gratitude, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there's only blah, one blah, blah. savior of the world and of America, blah, blah. and it's Jesus Christ. This is the moment for us to okay. lift our eyes to him, not to social media. Uh, I wrote this song with my good friend Mia Fields. Our prayers 
is that the song will encourage you to believe in this nation again and help turn our hearts towards unity. It is featured in the documentary called The Trump I Know, but it's a song for this my is nation. so weird. Yeah, yeah. She's never really, like, she's literally saying that Trump equals America, which is insane. Like, she's not even saying, like, I wrote this for Trump. She's like, I wrote this for America. America equals Trump. You know, isn't yeah, it, it, it is a, a confusing so paradox. And we did talk about c- because she did come up under criticism for it because people, you know, here to not known, like, did not know that, uh, 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 that she had any political affiliation. So people called her out on it and called her a white nationalist, obviously. And then Whoa. she did make, I don't even know if it's up still, but. She made a video of like, I'm not a white nationalist because I don't know what that is. <laughs> was, okay. uh, was the defense. That's because if you very... don't know what something is, it's impossible that you are it. It's impossible to be that. Yeah, yeah. you know. That's... that's actually kind of solid. <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> you know, just because I don't know what it means to be rude. So when yeah. I punch that person in the face, oh, Flawless, that wasn't uh, rude. Logic, absolutely. Yeah, it was pretty good. It's yes. pretty good. So, She's okay. like a modern day Socrates. <laughs> you know, you said Socrates, but I heard Socrates in my head. Like someone who's Socrates. like, maybe, maybe I'll kick the ball. I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe Socrates. I won't. Who's to say? Uh, to yeah. say? So anyway, the music, the music this weekend at the church was very black. The sermon was very beautiful uh, from a black woman. Uh, spoke very eloquently about civil rights and kind of like eloquently wove that together with uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and, you know, almost in a way where well, it's like, nice. we're kind of barely talking about the Bible, but you know, also who gives a shit <laughs> in 2022. Well, I li- like, that's the one thing where it's like, yeah, I guess, I mean, people always talk about, they're like the Bible. Um, Cause there, yeah, there was like, I feel like the Bible is just so full of like insanity where they're like, it talks about like slavery and you know what I mean? And then like Jesus kind of came along and he was like, uh, didn't Jesus say that's not right? <laughs> yeah. So Jesus's catchphrase when he did, you know, when God <laughs> condescended to mankind and became flesh, his sort of catchphrase, you know, with his disciples or to the Pharisees or even to his own family Stop. became, hey, that's not right. And he would snap <laughs> when saying it. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. That's That sounds like a nice sermon. And, like, if anybody is, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, that sounds good. <laughs> well, you know, ironically, and I'm sure you can relate to this, too, the sort of things that would be criticisms of, like, a former version of you are now the absolute strengths. So if if um, uh, if um if if the former you, a younger you, that was entrenched in a different kind of theology and ideology would say, you know, the sermon was... It was okay. I don't know if it was that good. Like they barely spoke about the scripture and and had a you know yes. epistemological definition and exegesis of this thing. And now it's like you maybe in twenty twenty two would be like it was great. They barely talked about the Bible. It was awesome. <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's, it's yeah, definitely exactly. shifting. And I went through That's that cool. thing whenever you are the companion of someone in a church that you've kind of identified as a home church or a church uh, that you've you know are a regular attendee of. You do get kind of nerves in the same way of like when you show someone a movie for the first time that you love, or it's like oh, you're sure. kind of watching them well, watch yeah. it. I mean, 
Right. Did and you can tell me later if your friend liked it or not. But yeah, that was always like I remember being like, well, obviously like in high school when I would bring like my friends from high school to youth group, like I was always like, "Oh my gosh." Like I was like, "Please, like open your ears, open your heart, hear the word of God." Like I was like obsessed with like that, you know what I mean? And I would be like praying. I was like, "God, please give the youth leader aka my mom the right words." Well, your mom was the <laughs> and- youth leader? Yeah, for some of it. And then she kind of like got too busy with other stuff. And then it was this like weird married couple and they were really mean to me. But it was because I like, well, I didn't, I was very disrespectful to the youth leader. And (laughs) because he, I I was always like boring. I was like, people are not going to come to Christ with this sermon. (laughs) Wait, during the sermon? (laughs) Yeah, I was very like, I was like a feisty kid. But <laughs> wait, so there was a sort of stellar Waldorf situation in the yeah. youth assembly during the actual se- like it was rowdy or were you the only rowdy one? Well, okay, again, my church was kind of small. So yeah. I was like one of like seven kids in the youth group. Oh, and okay. I was, you That's know what I mean? Small. Like so I was yeah. always like, what are you talking about, Ben? His name was Ben. I was like, Ben. It's, which is funny because the guy I host a podcast with is Ben and I'm always like really mean to him. But I was like, Ben, like you are so boring. Everybody is falling asleep. <laughs> and I was like, God, like I, I'm bringing people to like I would talk to him after, you know, I'd be like, I'm bringing people that need to hear the gospel. So like you need to let me give the sermon, you know, and he would be like, Alyssa, I'm not going to do that. And he was just like an idiot. So <laughs> I not gifted, not, not a gifted or talented speaker. <laughs> I mean, not only that, but he was just, like, rude. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It was weird. The whole situation was weird. But I always, you know, so I guess I just always would, um, I hoped for the best, you know, when I was bringing people. And I was hoping that the the youth group, like, conversation would be more kind of, like, open discussion stuff, you know, so that I could chime in there. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no. That's what you're looking Um, for, especially at that age, is a bit of a platform. But yeah, it's funny to be now, you know, you're like 2022, you're taking someone to church and like they might be in a different headspace than you are. And like, it's just funny to think of like, whereas before how I would have been so like, yeah, like, where's the gospel? Where's the scripture? Are are they taking it out of context? You know, and now I'm just like, oh, it sounds like a nice lecture. Oh, Sounds no. nice, you know. Yeah, the 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 thing I'm most nervous for is like, are they going to embarrass me in some way? Is the are the people on stage yes. or the band like, is the music going to start? Because that's the other thing of it too. That actually is a evergreen anxiety in this context. Is well, you know, there's a few people that may rotate in and out of the pulpit or on on music. So am I? Are we yeah. getting the A team today, or is it going to be a different kind of version of that? So. <laughs> So that oh, was uh, a concern, and thankfully it was all A-team. I mean, everyone there is kind of A-team. But also, it, it was it, it got to a, it, it tripped a particular thing in my heart, and people feel two ways about it, and you may too. But uh, in addition to the gospel, Christian music, in the end, there was like, you know, there was a choir leader on stage too for a little choir of like eight or so people, and then the band, and the band was freaking good. But also, mm-hmm. you know, they'll incorporate some pop songs at the end that just might kind of be germane. And one of them was Lean oh. On Me, which everyone loves. And is kind of a gospel song anyway. I don't know. Bill yeah. Withers, Lean On Me. But then the choir ma- the choir uh, leader and sort of band leader, I guess music leader of this whole situation, started calling out songs to the rest of the band, which is very thrilling of like, hey, do you know this song? And one of them was uh, 
hey, can you play that uh, that Donny Hathaway song? And the Donny Hathaway song, which is actually a Carol King song that Donny Hathaway does a great cover of, was You've Got a Friend, which is one of my maybe favorite songs of all time, maybe in the top 10 uh, for me. I love- Is that the Gilmore Girls theme? No, <laughs> that's where you lead. That's different. <laughs> okay, sorry. What is the Carol? I know Carol King like every song of hers, but I'm trying to think of like how it goes. She's like- Oh, this one is, uh, you know, I'll just- uh, I'll I know. Play a I just want to hear it. I want to uh, get I'll, inspired. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, from Tapestry, Tapestry, which is Tapestry. no skips, the ultimate no skip album. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Even the darkest night. Man, when Carol yeah, King dies, damn. You just call. You just call. Donny Hathaway. Oh, she's has an amazing. Cover of that. Okay. I know. Okay, Carol did it right. Cause she like she has tapestry and she has a few other and she's an incredible songwriter before that with her um former partner. But she did a couple albums, but it's like it's Carol King is tapestry. She wasn't trying like, hey guys, in 2014, I got an album of new songs. It's just like, yeah. We like oh, so you go. kind of respect that she just tapestried out. She tapestried out in a way that, uh, yes, yeah, I, I've mad respect. I for. know what you mean with that, but I don't know. I was thinking the other day about. Um, what I was if cartoons got saved? About, oh, excuse me. No, I was talking about Shania Twain. And when she did her transfer over to like pop, I loved it because I was just obsessed with her. So I was like, whatever she does, I'm here for it. And I feel like I would be that way with Carol King, you know, like if she wants to do something else. If Carol great. King wants if to not, put on an EDM album, then you'd be all for I it. would be so I would be first in line for those tickets. <laughs> That would that would Can actually be rule. Yeah. I know. Well, I'm I think the move But that's what I want. That's how I also want people to feel about me. I want them to be like, well, you know, Alyssa kind of gave up comedy and now she's doing uh poetry. <laughs> like I want people to be like <laughs> on board for that. You know what I mean? If that's like the place that I go and I'm like I'm going to get into metal now. Like, you know, I just like, I need my fans. My, I have some like faithful fans, you know, like a hundred, I have like a hundred faithful fans. Well, if you want <laughs> to test they, that the way I have, you can get an OnlyFans too. OnlyFans.com slash Kevin T Porter for those who oh, are Oh, you are still, wondering. so you have it still. Do I have it? Oh, honey, it's thriving what? up there. I'm up to 10 really? fans. Oh yeah. <laughs> a lot of them listeners of this show. Cause I don't plug it anywhere else. Wait, what kind of stuff are you posting? I mean, well, I guess we have to subscribe. You got to subscribe to find out. But it's um, been a journey. It's been a process. And I've learned a lot. And, how um, much? I need to subscribe to this. How much is it? It's nine ninety nine a yeah. month, which is twice as much as the Patreon for this podcast that folks are listening <laughs> to. Right? So I'm saying it is double the value. It is yeah, double then, the value I, of our podcast. I am I thought that was like a joke when you said that to me. I was like, ha ha, very funny. But here's the thing. An OnlyFans doesn't have to be, you know, maybe the one of the first things you would think. Uh, a, a, a certain genre of videos or pictures or gifts. Oh, so it doesn't always have to be like like um, nude and sexy. No. Like it can be. <gasps> maybe I'll get one and just post like poetry on there. 
I mean, that's kind of the move. I mean, you do have to kind of think of it as like a a Kickstarter, a Patreon, or or another like direct to consumer subscription model. I mean, yeah, you could you could just film long videos of you doing ASMR or reading Bible stories or 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 whatever the case may be. Oh, this is something to think about for sure. It is. Listen. Listen, it's, oh. it's also uh, maybe I was like, okay, maybe me saying I have a hundred faithful fans, that's probably too many. I would probably get like I would also probably get like ten, I'm sure. Like I would probably have ten. Some of my know. reply guys are faithful to me. I think you might be shocked how faithful they will become <laughs> in a certain context. I oh, and, I, and I can I can send you over everything I've learned about engagement, how you like message said, with yeah, them, yeah, please, how you get tips, please. and uh, yeah, the community <laughs> there. It's just like, and and it is. I, I do want to use some of the language that we use in church, where it's like we're we're not we're not here just like you know for one post at a time or just gathered in a building on Sunday. Like we're here to build a community, and that's kind of the best <laughs> part of OnlyFans.com slash Kevin T. Porter. So I, I want to be very clear uh, about that. And and uh, yeah. I love you so much, buddy. I love you for this. I love you too. <laughs> so, so yes. I mean, any, any since the last we spoke or the last time you've been on the show, Alyssa, any spiritual developments in your life? Anything that's sort of, I mean, you, you continue to mind your, your evangelical past on TikTok your journal entries, your diaries, continue to do characters on there, uh, you know, animated by mm. some of the same principles. But has anything happened or occurred that, you know, maybe we haven't talked about since then? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I think I go through like ebbs and flows. Is that the right phrase? Yeah. <laughs> ebbs. Yeah. Ebbs I go through whatever, ebbs and flows. And I feel like there are some kind of weeks where I'm like way more like into figuring out my beliefs and how to navigate through my life. And and then there are some weeks where I'm just like, eh, well, I'm going to watch a movie tonight, you know, and I like, <laughs> don't think about it. And I think that's kind of healthy. I, um, you know, obviously therapy was always a big tool for me. I kind of had to like scale back on therapy just because of price um it kind of got raised so now i'm like i'm trying to kind of utilize all the tools i learned in therapy and see how i can like navigate the world without it because i used to be very like um my mental health was at a point where i really was like not able to function unless i saw my therapist once a week um and i would always feel it you know what i mean like once i was like two days away i was like like a drug like i was like i needed the drug yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so i do feel that i have grown a lot my therapist even kind of said like you know she's like i you have really really grown and the main thing that we had been working on which was kind of like a secret that i didn't even know was um like learning how to really love yourself and to be kind of give yourself grace, which I I guess I didn't realize I needed help with that. And the more I thought about it, I was like, that really is what this has helped me with, you know, and like all those negative, any emotion that's not like positivity or like gratitude, I would like those emotions that would come up, I think because of growing up in the church, you just kind of were like, that's bad. And Lord, I'm sorry that I feel that. And I need to not feel that, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I think what therapy helped me to kind of like do was to really take those emotions and like give them space it's you know whatever the shadow work whatever you want to call it shadow just not being like yeah have you heard of that 
No, I, I mean, I know shadow, shadow boxing and, and your shadow self, but I'm less familiar with the terminology. Of oh, all. yeah, I guess shadow work is just kind of like confronting those kind of like um, things about you that you don't want other people to know or mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. the kind of like the things that plague you, your demons, whatever they are. And I have obviously we all have a lot of those things and we like the things about us that we like, you know, I wish that I wasn't that way or I wish I didn't behave this way or do that. But in in a way, yeah, the shadow work is just kind of like, I think like embracing that stuff and like going to those places and being like, huh, I wonder what that is. Like just coming at everything with curiosity. How much? And not judgment. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the whole thing. Curiosity without judgment. Or as Amy Grant said on this show, observation without judgment as uh, uh, Cheryl yeah. Crow taught her, which is a helpful principle. I love that. Cheryl. Uh, it, it, Cheryl we, is a great philosopher. Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl. Come on. Soak up our son. Uh, I, I want to understand because I'm going through this now a little bit and not to make this another podcast in which uh, people in comedy talk about how helpful therapy is, but I'm curious for you how much of the work is specifically devoted and dedicated to just untangling evangelical knots and Christian stuff, mm. even now, because uh, my, just my recent background with it, start going to my therapist nine years ago. So he's known me since I was wow. 23 years old. So uh, wow. in, at a significantly different stage of my life. Uh, and I went to him again for the first time in a couple months uh, last week. I had a big old double session, and he has a Christian background, though, because he was a reference yes. from the church I was going to at the time. But the reason is I- Is he ca- Christian anymore? Yeah, he is. He, but, 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 oh, okay. but the reason I still go to him and why I love him, uh, and, you know, listen, if people are looking for counseling with a spiritual bent, faithfulcounseling.com is just for you, and it's a blah, blah, blah. They're a sponsor, I think, sometimes on the show. No, oh. I don't think. I know. <laughs> faithfulcounseling.com slash goodchristianfun or whatever the link is. Oh. Um but now, because he's fairly aware of where I am with it, um, he always prefaces anything that is speaking into a Christian worldview with, well, from my perspective and my worldview, I believe blah, 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 blah. So he always is pretty good about using the disclaimers where it's like, ah, uh, yeah, the, for me, this is kind of how I imagine things are oh. working. So he doesn't just say like, you know, wow. Uh, well, obviously, this is a sin. Like, it, it, but it's helpful to kind of like, honestly, the the sort of like good tension and the good friction of like, I don't know about that. Mm. I don't know if I agree with you just ideologically, but him still being able to speak into my life about it, and and still like have a lot of overlap of like the full fuckedness of evangelical culture in 2022. I feel like most reasonable people right. in the church can get on board with that. Um, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm that's just, an, it's interesting. Like, cause my, yeah, my therapist, um, it's, it's, she had no real background with evangelical Christianity. And I think that was something that sometimes would kind of cause, like, I would notice in myself being like, I would I would be like oh oh I guess I have to explain to you why it's there's so much shame around sex or you know what I mean because she would just be like why what <laughs> you know and I was like oh you don't even like she didn't even have like a baseline of like how deep that stuff like purity culture yeah. and like stuff like that do you know what I mean so I did find that to be hard but I will say on the flip side some of the stuff I liked about her being very like um 
not on board with any of that was it kind of helped me to deconstruct and to feel not as insane whenever like when I would be like oh so like it's okay that that I haven't been to church in three years and she'd be like uh yeah like you know what I mean because because sometimes like that's why I said I don't know if I've talked about this with you but I remember one time I watched a bunch of like really super Christian movies with like one of my friends who like didn't grow up with Christianity at all just like uh, you know what I mean like and we were watching it and he would be like cracking up and I was like oh yeah like we're laughing because that's not true right and he was like no Alyssa like so that was very helpful that was like a helpful experience for me to do that with him you know where I was like yeah that's a joke right you know and he was like what like I was like there's no way that'll really happen right a demon's not gonna like you know and he was like no so I don't know if that if I'm getting that point across but yeah I think sometimes yeah I think sometimes um there is something to be yeah the core of what you're saying is like permission so your therapist gave you permission your friend was giving you permission uh when you watch right so sometimes but the only way you're really gonna get that sometimes I believe the only way you're really gonna get that is when you're interacting and communicating with somebody that really actually doesn't have a background in it. Cause obviously there's one thing about like our friendship. I feel so understood. There's things that like, Oh yeah, this guy, Oh, that, that. And that's great. But then I do think it's important to also have people that we talk to that kind of didn't grow up with it about this stuff, because that can really help you to like understand and unpack and like wherever you're at with it, with your faith, you know, if you're still like fully in it, I think it's important to have friends that aren't Christian or if you're like trying to leave it. Do you know what I mean? Like fully. Yeah. But that was the biggest thing about Christianity that was always like that. I remember when I wanted to go to a therapist back in college, you know, it was like, okay, like you're going to go to a therapist. It's going to be a Christian therapist, everything. And, and I was like, yeah, of course, there's no other way I would go to a secular therapist. Like I remember thinking like if I went to a secular therapist AKA just like not a Christian therapist that I would like, it would poison my mind. I remember thinking that and how sad to think if I would have stayed in that line of thinking, because my therapist has changed my life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. 100%, you know what I mean? And I know I'm like, whatever, this isn't about therapy, but really I had, you know, all my health things, my PTSD and like all of my anxiety and the just everything. Uh, and I am a different changed woman because of it but if I would have just stayed in that small thinking of like I can only have like I would have been going to a session with her and like sorry (laughs) you're gonna poison my mind you know what I mean when like she's like guided me and helped me to just get and really get in touch with um myself but yeah I, I don't think that like she, it was like, oh, it was really important to me that she had an evangelical background. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of the, like this, you know, the stuff we're dealing with growing up in the church and all that it's, it's humanity. There's a church that everybody grows up in, whether or not it's the Christian church. Yeah. And there's definitely overlap with that. Whatever people's uh, favorite word now is, but yeah. whatever people's trauma is, uh, there's definitely like, yes, we got the evangelical flavor. Other people maybe listening to this podcast that didn't grow up with it got maybe a different flavor, but maybe it's overlapped yeah. with ours. I will say the benefit, almost like as a contrast to uh, your therapist having little to no experience with the sort of world that you were born and bred in, uh, and that being healing because the just kind of starkness of like, wait, what do you even mean? Why would this be a problem that, that she can yeah. give you? In the same way, I do find that my relationship to my therapist 
who currently identifies as Christian is healing, even when we disagree. Wow. Because, because uh, I think, I I mean, I, I love him. And like, even though it's like totally, it's this infrastructure you pay X amount of dollars per hour for. And it's like, but there's just such genuine affection between us. And like, oftentimes the first 10 or 15 minutes of the call are just catching up. And yeah. so there's something very well, healing see, about the idea of like I like I do love that. Yeah. But I will say this, I think me personally in the place I'm at in my walk or whatever Oh sure. is I think if I were to have a Christian therapist, I think I would be so worried that they were worried about me, judging me, wanting me to come back into the light. Do you know what I mean? Like fully. And yeah. I, yeah. I, that's yes, why because even mm-hmm, I, I don't prescribe it for thing, everybody. I gen like I genuinely feel judged a lot by people in general. So even this is a conversation my therapist will sometimes I'll be talking, I'll be like, yeah, you know, but whatever. It's not a big deal. You know, and she'll be like, hold on, Alyssa. And she'll be like, do you feel like I'm judging you right now? And I'll be like, yeah. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> like so that happens to me even with her. Yeah. Because I just feel like she's someone that has her life together, you know, and she's like, well, hold on. We need to, like, talk about that. So I can't imagine how that would be if I was talking to somebody that was, like, mad at me. Or not mad at me, but just, like, wished that I was, like, you know what I mean? Evangelizing still oh, sure. and stuff and, like that. And, there, and I there, would be like, there, oh, oh. <laughs> yes, totally. And there's, there's a built-in sort of, like, ooh, I do have to kind of gird myself with the sort of inherent disappointment. I'm I must cause in this person by even the idea of having premarital sex. You know, like I do have to be like, right. Uh, yeah, you know, but even when it's not articulated by the person, but just the imagination of that person's thought life. But nevertheless, I do find it helpful, just in the sense of like almost a reinforcement with uh, you know this person in particular, but then that being emblematic of other people and friends in my life because the, of of uh, to, as as a rebuttal against the fear that. If you fall away and if you don't believe this thing and you don't fall in line with this theology, then there is no relationship for you. There is no love for you. There's no affection Mm. for you. And you're outside of the family. And then, you know, with my therapist, what I found to be true in my life for a lot of people that there there is like genuine relationship with it is Mm -hmm. like, it's kind of immaterial actually like it's not the, the the relationship and love and affection that person has for you uh does not have to be contingent on shared belief on what you believe yeah. yeah so that's i mean that's great yeah so that's been helpful for me that said i i, I will probably be ameliorating my therapeutic care in the future with all sorts of uh belief uh yes i went to one non-Christian sort of counselor once, but the circumstances for that were so zany and absolutely unshareable zany. on mic. Absolutely oh. unshareable. And I will say I'm excited with you off mic. <laughs> I'm excited. We're gonna put that on the OnlyFans. Yes, I will. Okay, yeah. That I'll combo. put I'll put why I went to therapy with a non-Christian on the OnlyFans. If you subscribe to my OnlyFans and then you send me a message asking me why it was. What if my only van my OnlyFans is like vulnerability nudes. Like I'm not literally naked, but I say I something that's like, that. ooh, this is like a nude. This is so raw. I love that. So well, that's like what you should pay for. I used to like put that kind of stuff like on my Instagram. And I don't do that anymore because I'm like, this is like should you know what I mean? If people want to read this, <laughs> they should be paying me. So that would be something that's like really getting really real, you know. In 2022, so, know. you gotta pay while you're paying. 
You got to monetize it. You got to squeeze those dollars and those cents out of it. And speaking of paywalling your pain, Alyssa, we do have to take a break. So let's take a quick break. And we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Thank you to Angie for sponsoring this HeadGum Podcast. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Indeed. So if you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Yeah, doing stuff yourself seems fun, but then you actually get to, you know, solving a problem and you realize that mm-hmm. you can create 10 more problems and then you probably should have just paid a, yeah. a professional to deal with it right off the bat. You can easily injure and or maim yourself as well. Yeah, you don't want to do that. No. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. You just get the app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. It's very convenient. It sure is, folks, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. So download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Thank you, Angie. Angie.com. Thank you. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by See The Thing Is, another podcast. We want to tell you about a podcast we think you're going to love. It's called See The Thing Is, and it's hosted by Grammy Award-winning R&B artist Bridget Kelly and media personality Mandy B. Every week, Bridget Kelly and Mandy B offer grown, honest, and slightly toxic perspectives on all things music, pop culture, and of course, dating and relationships, everyone's favorite topics. Do you have a hard time finding new music? Are you a millennial who misses what life was like in the 2000s? Are you interested in multiple perspectives on relationships and dating? Are you interested in a podcast that holds all genders to account? See, the thing is, is a podcast that allows space for a wide range of thoughts and emotion. Most recently, the ladies have sat down with Ari Lennox, Van Lathan, and D. Ray McKesson. Join Bridget and Mandy every week as they update you on everything going on in the world with their polarizing hot takes. Subscribe to See The Thing Is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on YouTube. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Friday. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun, intimate one-on-one edition. It's time for another edition of Singles Ministry. It's Singles Ministry. 
singles ministry, <laughs> the format in which we talk about one single song and talk about it. Did, did you ever participate in any like singles events or singles ministry things? In a, in oh, yes. Context? Well, what? Absolutely. Okay. I did a lot of this actually when I lived in Dallas, which is the worst place I think to do singles ministry. I went to this church. It was called Northwest Bible Church. Okay. And it was on Northwest Highway. It was like right by the Northwest Highway. It was very, um, you're from Texas. Yeah, you're from Texas. Oh, I know. And it was like, I remember kind of, there was this girl that I met. um, Okay, yep, there it is. Yeah, we're looking it up right now. Okay, there was this girl. Oh, yeah, that's the same pastor. There was this girl that I met. I was in this thing called, like, Celebrate Recovery just because I was like, I feel like I'm an addict of sorts. An addict (laughs) of what, Alyssa? I thought I was addicted to my emotions. That's a true story. No, addicted to your emotions. Well, because there's, like... What is it? Uh, SLAA? <laughs> like Sex and Love Addicts like, yes, Anonymous? it was like Christian but- AA. It was... This was Christian AA, and it was like, it wasn't just alcoholics. It was just anybody that was like, I feel a little off. You like, <laughs> felt too much. And I was like, that was also the one night I was kind of like free because I worked this like restaurant job. So, okay, I start going to this like Christian AA called, it's called Celebrate Recovery. Uh-huh. They, this is a thing. They have these in a lot of churches. And the group I was in was kind of like, it was a lot of moms that were like, I'm codependent, you know, and they were like, my son, he, um, he doesn't want me to, you know, do his laundry anymore. And I'm sad. It was like that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And then I was like, oh, I almost died last year. Oh, yes, because of the liver. <laughs> yeah. So I had like a lot of that kind of like, but I just was like, I really wanted to be somewhere. It was a very like therapeutic type thing. Anyway, I met this girl that was like my age and she was like, let's go to the singles group stuff. And there was actually a Valentine's uh, mixer where we literally went to this like, it was like a big like high school gym uh-huh. and you had to kind of like you were like dancing and you got you pulled somebody's like name out of a hat and then you like put their name on your forehead and then they had to like come find you and like you had to start dancing with them. It was like so weird. I mean, and it, I it, felt it would be cute in another context. I think like some of that sounds kind of fun if it was yeah. literally anywhere I, I just, else. I remember feeling really, really weird, and I don't think I met anybody there. And then I was friends with this guy who was like much older, and he because I had like worked with him in doing like mission work or something. And I remember then him telling me, like, he was like, I hate, he was single and he was like in his 40s. He was like, I hate the singles ministry at Northwest because they are ageist. (laughs) I was like, that's probably true. Like, you know what I mean? That probably is true. That it was ageist against older people. Yes. They like catered to like college and like just out of college. You know what I mean? It was just all like 20 somethings. And he was like, I'm 45 and single and they don't want me there. And yeah, it was kind of true. And I was like, yeah, you're right. We don't want you there. <laughs> but I remember them being like, all right, I'm not going to go anymore. And then obviously I started dating. So I started dating this guy who went to, what was the church he went to? It was another huge mega church in Dallas. Was it village? Anyway, was it? Uh, yes, the village. It was. Okay. So then I started going, then I started going to the village oh, with him. So you went, you went to Matt Chandler's church for a little bit. Yeah, I okay. did. Yeah. Yeah. And uh he 
Yeah. So that was kind of like, yeah, I wasn't single for long in Dallas. I'll okay. Show you that much. I know. On, anyway, on the Northwest Bible Church uh, website, by the way, <laughs> they have some groups that you can join into. Uh, it's couples, yeah. men, mixed, women, and young adults. I'm very curious what the what the mixed group is. <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? Mixed is uh, mixed. tricky in church context. Okay, mixed, mixed married and single, mean? large Sunday morning mixed group. Welcome all individuals and or couples in any life stage. Again, I would love it if it was like all polyamorous couples or like swingers <laughs> oh couples. Oh my gosh, Northwest. Yeah. I like that. They were nice. Like They were? And I went there... Northwest, they were nice, yeah. And I, I went there with like my two friends who were like they were a married couple, and you know they took really good care of me. They like took me under their wing when I was you know in a really like low place, and everybody was really nice. I remember. So I think when I started going to the village with that guy, I'm not gonna name names. Okay, uh, is it uh, Dan? Anyways, he um he like. I remember being like, oh, this church is kind of weird. Like the village was, a, it felt weird. Like I was like, what's, I, but I don't know. I just wasn't used to big mega churches. It's probably a scale thing too. Anytime it's a, it's that size. I just, I'm true. I did go to, go ahead. what's that other church who care, uh, the girl that sang, worthy is the lamb who was Carrie saying? Job. Carrie I went to Job, her church yeah. a couple times. Carrie Joby, I I oh, gotta yeah. break some news to you, Alyssa. Do you know who no. she voted for? <laughs> no, she did not. Why? That is true. Why did yes. all of these like worship singers, lady worship singers that I looked up to? I can't believe this. I've lost touch with all of them. Yeah, there's oh, a Carrie. Oh dear God, this is yeah, this is dark. Actually, you know what? I I, I am yeah. So anytime, what? if any of you uh, listeners are in. Uh, in church, oh, listen, no. you know, singing a uh, revelation song, holy, oh, holy, yeah. holy, is that Lord God this is Almighty? So sad. Just think of uh, Carrie Joby putting out the following statement. And we are worship leaders. We live in Nashville. We've just gotten to be a part of the group today that uh, just got to be a part of praying in the cabinet room <laughs> and in the Oval Office for President Trump and got to listen they to love it. the uh, faith briefing oh of things that are going on in the White House and um, just religious freedoms and things like that. But the thing that moved me the most is just how everyone is so for making sure we're changing people's lives and not what? leaving those that are marginalized and those that have been trafficked. And those yeah. are, uh, for sometimes, I think what? those of us that don't work in the White for House, sometimes. it really big and like mm. something that we can't really end. I love this husband. To end these mm. things and yeah. change yeah. these yeah. things. Yeah. Okay. I've just been in tears yeah. all day. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. I'm just so thankful to be Ew. part of this today and to see what God's doing in our White House. Yes, we've gotten to worship. Ew. We've gotten to pray for the president. And uh, I just have been so encouraged oh. today because there are so many good things happening yes. out of this house. So many yes. good things happening for the faith community. Carrie Joby is hot, and, uh, though. She can get it. <laughs> Alyssa! Can change the world what? She's a good-looking girl. <laughs> I know. I know. But and w- I'm telling you, she could have done better than that man, that bearded <laughs> man she was with. I'm sorry. I am. This is sh- like, I don't know why I'm shocked. Like. I think in my mind, I was just like, these women are pure hearted ladies that are just like, they love Jesus. And I like never in a million years would have thought that they would be like, yep, Trump, 
That's a good man. Like, I can't, I just can't believe it. It's gilded cages, man. Like, it, it's, it's, so it's reinforcing the structures that let them live pretty nice lives. <laughs> I, I, you know, We are so proud of President Trump <laughs> and how he loves the book of, what was it? Second for or one Corinthian, what did he say? He said like two I mean, that Corinthians, was, and, and that was really funny. And I will give him that. <laughs> that and then our friend Tyler Huckabee tweeted out like uh, when it was just the most softball fucking question when he was on the campaign trail. Like, which testament do you like more, Old Testament <laughs> or New Testament? And he said both equally. <laughs> That's such a dumb question. Uh, yeah, no, I think they were looking even for just I like, like a, a verse of a book. They, they're like a testament. <laughs> you like a yeah. testament one more? And the answer is new. New is so much more fun than old. Of course. I like them both. They're very good. You oh know, the gosh. old is really good. <laughs> it's not what you want. This is my Trump impression. I'm yeah, do it again. I, I, I do want to hear I'm, that. I'm, I'm trying to get on. Okay. I like them both. The old. Wait, hold on. I like <laughs> them like both. Article. That is President Trump. Yes, Thank my love. <laughs> okay. I'm done. Uh, I lost it. I had it, and then I got nervous. I started thinking about like Lauren listening to this. <laughs> Lauren, now he did. Michaels. Now people don't know. Lauren Michaels did listen to our show, and from the show, he did hire James Austin Johnson uh, for the cast. He hired Ego Wodum for the cast. He hired and Adriana of, Robles yeah. for the cast. <laughs> and the the, the list goes on. Who's gonna be next? We kind of call this next. The GCF to SNL pipeline, it's three letters to three letters <laughs> from coast to coast in a linear left to right fashion. Kevin, Who will be I next? I that. don't know. I don't know. It could be me. You know, I, I, anytime I post you. like a little sketch, anytime I post a little sketch on TikTok and someone says, this girl should be on SNL. <laughs> That's always like, I think the people that comment that I like love them. And I like, I probably will never be on SNL, but like just knowing that there are people out there like mid like Midwest like housewives that are just like, I'm telling you, SNL. But think of like how many like sketch sketches are on TikTok where people are like, SNL question mark. I mean it's <laughs> because still, it's the only sketch show. Like it's the it's the only one. Or I mean it's not. There's a black lady sketch show, there's mad TV. Yes. There was the best sketch show Mad of TV. the last 25 years was Key and Peele. But yes, it's yeah, a that defunct is true. show. But but yes, it's the most popular. It's SNL? like the mothership. <laughs> SNL? SNL? Why we, not? Why we, not audition? We've had, certainly had friends put through the, the ringer with that one. Uh, but we're here to talk about Sanctus Real. And oh, the song wait. that you chose, we were kind of talking about horniness. We were talking, you know, about maybe Christian celebrity crushes that we had growing up. And I was I was asking you for you know what is horny to you, and and you were talking about vulnerability, and yeah, horniness in the form of a of vulnerability in a song called "I'm Not All Right." So maybe we can listen to a little bit of "I'm Not All Right" by Saint Israel and talk about it. Do I do a hit the goalpost like radio DJ thing before they start singing? Yeah. I just know that someone out there. Oh, no one wants to speak. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. What? And I am not real. I only want to be loved. 
But I feel safe behind the firewall. This is really horny. Can I lose my need to impress? If you want the truth, I need to confess. Here we go. It's so good. <laughs> Bring me to my weakness. Don't do everything I hide behind is gone. This could be what you're saying to a lover. It it has been. It really is. This part. I'm not that strong. There's also an acoustic version. Oh, on on Spotify, you mean? Spotify, yeah, Land of the album. Free, they- and Home of the uh, Home of the Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, an acoustic version of that song on that album. Love oh, oh, is, oh, oh. I don't know the name of that album, but oh, sure. That album changed my life. Tell me about it. Tell me about Saints is Real and then how that album changed your life. So I'm not like 100% sure. I think I must have heard one of their songs on K-Love. Mm-hmm. And then I like bought that CD. And this was um, this was senior year of high school, which was like maybe one of the most like difficult years for me. Um, and I just remember being in my little like twin bed you know and and just like listening to this and like staring at the lyrics and just being like I'm not all right Uh, I'm broken inside like and I I don't know like I obviously I was like a teenager that was like going through so much I still am I'm a very dramatic person and this song is so intense and like just even the like name of the song like i'm not all right and man i just ate that shit up like i was like oh <laughs> like this song in particular and you know most of the songs on here but especially this one but well, i we- was very very influenced by media and like music and so and these guys were kind of hot i i think i like know somebody who's like related to them <laughs> Wait, now you know someone who's related to this? Yeah. This is quite a bombshell to, to drop at this point in the podcast. I'm Gracious. Sorry. I'm sorry. I worked with this girl at Anthropology and um <laughs> like her her actual her husband now was like also somebody that was in my acting class who was like a really nice guy. And they're actually, yeah, they're they're from da- he's from Dallas, but Okay. She, I believe her brother is in Sanctus Real. And when I found that out, you know, when I met her, like I was like, oh, I tried to like play it cool. But I was like, are you serious? <laughs> um, isn't that crazy? Again, but yeah, I was just. 
six degrees of amazement, like when Caroline sees an actor that she saw one time at UCB in a commercial and she says, my life is amazing. It, that is well, the... <laughs> okay, saying this real for me was uh-huh. like Backstreet Boys. <laughs> what? Well, okay, they were hunky. They were hunky for you. They were, yes, they were like my Backstreet Boys. Okay. I mean... Because, you know, they were kind of like cool looking. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of them now. There was five of them. Mm-hmm. The one guy kind of looks like the guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, I could see that. Yes. Okay. The one guy kind of does look really good looking. My dog's barking. I'm sorry. Uh, um, you know, I, you know, I'm going to throw Sanctus Real up as a, as a sort of Zoom background. Maybe they were Kurt, like emo. <laughs> they were. What What are they now? I don't know. But they were. I don't know. They were something. Yeah, I don't know what they are now. But back in the day. Okay, you're going present day Sanctus. I'm talking like early 2000s Sank. Uh, they were pretty hot. Okay. And they were wearing like cardigans and, you know. Yes. They were your in so Sank. They had they had flannel. Okay, these guys are good looking. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree with yes. So the here they are. Here I am, a young teen. Here are these like kind of cool, hot, like Christian dudes that are singing about how like it's okay to be broken. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And, you know, it was always my dream that I would like meet like a Christian uh musician. That was the dream was just to me. I believe it came true several (laughs) times based on conversations we've had. No, I mean to be, to be with, to marry or something. Uh, Okay. I see. I see. I see. I always like saw that for Mm -hmm. me because you know, I was a big singer in the church and big singer, huge. (laughs) I'm still a huge singer. I I want people to like, give you your flowers. (laughs) I want flowers. Um, so Saint Israel, the song is I'm Not Alright, came out February 2006. Uh, they talk about the songwriting process. The lead vocalist, Matt Hammett, said the song definitely led the way for the honesty that was expressed on the record, The Face of Love. We went to the studio with this quote unquote, I'll be fine song, and we just weren't having it. We were lying to ourselves to even try to write a song like that. In April 2005, during a studio recording session, the producer, Christopher Stevens, was playing chords. They had planned for the track. And the band decided to rework the lyrics to portray a different theme. You know what? I'm not all right. We, we're oh. not going to lie. We're not going to try to sit here and sugarcoat what's happening right now or say something because it sounds good, uh, Hammett said. We went over it and ended up, ended up with I'm not all right, which is a true confession of how we were feeling and gave us a little bit of the freedom and emotional release to be honest and vulnerable. So this sort of thought in popular Christian, mainstream, American, evangelical, whatever you want to call it, media, or just we'll say the culture, this is pretty pervasive. I think beginning from like 2000s on of like, hey, it's okay to not be okay. Hey, instead of like, it's it's a different sort of way to emphasize um, certain tenets of theology that are total depravity adjacent where it's like you're born in the sin i.e. you're a piece of shit everything you want to do is evil and bad and but another more gentle way of expressing that is saying like hey I'm a mess I'm messy I'm not all right I'm not okay and that sort of conversation intersects with um 
the fetishization with authenticity and vulnerability that happens in the culture at the same time. Maybe mainstream, you know. Wow, you know, that's so true. Irreligious or otherwise, but yeah, like, hey, it's okay to not be okay. Oh, listen, when I go to your former church's website, Northwest Bible Church, the <laughs> the main sort of MO statement, the first thing you see on the site is, life is messy. People are broken. <laughs> There's joy and purpose in Jesus. And a place for you in Northwest. We can't wait to welcome you. So what you will hear from mainstream wow. evangelical culture such as that is like, hey, we're messy. And we have to be messes and, you know, like, like humble ourselves before the Lord and be like, and say, I'm not all right. I'm not okay. And this song is definitely an overflow of that sentiment. And sort of the thing. Oh my I kinda, gosh, you're right. You're so right. I kind of don't know exactly what it looks like in 2022. I mean, and we've talked about before on the show how like uh, mainstream evangelical Christianity has progressed to sort of incorporate therapy terms, and especially as everyone, you know, gets a big boner for Enneagram stuff. And then, you know, that becomes the skeleton key that unlocks everyone's personalities, which we do affirm some of the value of that on this show from time to time, I suppose. But yes, if we- Enneagram heads. (laughs) What are you again? What's your, what's your little number? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You don't? I think I'm, I don't. I think I'm the one that's like, likes to have a good time. <laughs> the enthusiast, that would be the seven. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm either a seven or the one that's like, needs to be original. <laughs> I was on a work call today and people were going around and saying like, what's your uh, astrological sign? And then someone one up to with like, and I'm an Enneagram seven. I'm like, really? <laughs> Whoa. So we got into that, but it is, yes, uh, obviously astrology adjacent. The lyrics for this song Weakness is a wound that no one wants to speak of. The cool is just how far we have to fall, and I am not immune. I only want to be loved, but I feel safe on the firewall. A lot of this sort of emo Christianity, I'm a piece of shit, I'm a worm before the Lord overlap. Can I lose my need to impress? If you want the truth, I need to confess. I'm not all right. I'm broken. Yeah, this inside. just sounds like one of my journal entries. Like it is. You want the truth? Like, um, okay. I'm gonna not try to impress anybody anymore. I'm not okay. Like, this is literally one of my journal entries. Like, I think that's why I liked it so much, and maybe why I felt so like horny for it because it was like at the end of the day, like horniness is like being seen and feeling hmm. understood. You know Mm. what I mean? Like, if you really want to get down to it. So, like, for me to, like, hear these, like, hot guys singing about, like, I'm broken inside, but that doesn't matter because that actually leads me to you. Like, so all that brokenness and whatever you're going through, like, but this part at the end, we even get to the bridge, like, and now move, and now move closer to you, and now move. Like, that's so intense. That's, like, God... And you are about to like go in for the kiss, like you know what I mean when you're like moving closer. Oh man! <laughs> but this like, have you ever? I this I I think I know the answer to this question is already yes because your background is the same as mine. Have you ever like really edged a kiss where you're just like imagine like this microphone is the other person and and this is you and you're just like you're just like this for like a good fifteen or twenty minutes and maybe you're on the couch or something. Have have you done that in your past? Oh, yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. Christians like that, are very good yeah. at edging. Uh, and we've talked about like, that on the show. It was like, uh, like, uh, that's so sexual. 
Yeah, I think so. I've never done that in my life other than with like my Christian boyfriend. Of course. Or it's like you're broken up or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, Yes. Edging, kissing, edging. Um, But that's what it feels like. And this whole song to me feels like, um, okay, so, you know, whenever you're like getting to know someone Mm. or you're like talking to someone and, and like you kind of like. You know, you have maybe a couple first, like a couple dates where it's like pretty chill and surface, but then you kind of get to that part of the date where you're like, um, it's time to get real. Uh, yeah, I went through a divorce. Like, you know what I mean? And that's like, and then you get to that part where you're yeah. like, <laughs> but always after that, when you have that conversation and that, like, I'm actually pretty messed up and here's why. And then like, if the person you're trying to get to know is like, that's all right. I like you even more. That's like, yeah, this is like mirroring this song and like what they were talking about with God. And it's like crazy. I've, I mean, I know this isn't, I know this isn't like a new thing that people don't know, but I'm like, whoa. No, but it intersects. And I think, yes, that's why it was chosen for horny purposes. I, I, w- I would add to that. <laughs> I think what's part and parcel with the song too, in addition to like vulnerability being received well is hot. And then like having it expressed is hot is like. Also, I found one of the hottest things in a in a similar exchange like that can be if you present a boundary that feels vulnerable, whether it's like emotional or physical or otherwise, and the person you're talking to receives it well, and they're like, okay, tight, or like receives it without judgment, that's yes, that's that's what one hundred percent. Yeah, you're so right. Like, I I feel like I kind of like bypass even that's so true. But even what you're talking about with like this um, part of like the church kind of in this time period, 2006 and beyond, like being very much like it was like a new theology that was kind of being bred. Yeah, I mean, or at least there was new terms to express it. And the Uh, the way you talked about, though, like, there was, like, I did feel like there was a lot of people that didn't necessarily know how to be, like, real. And this was my biggest problem. Like, this was why I think this song meant so much to me. Because then when I went off to college, like, I remember being, like, like, I would, like, have people listen to this song in, like, in my Bible study or whatever. And to try to get them to, like, stir them to, like, be real. Because I was always, like, we're not being real with each other, you know? And I'd be, like... I was like, guys, listen to this song and like, let's see how everybody feels. Like, I just <laughs> wanted people to be like, you're right, Alyssa. I'm not okay. But people like weren't doing that for me. They were just like, I'm all right. I just got my test coming up. And I was like, really? Really, Allie? <laughs> but like, that is so true of like, there was this like fake, like authenticity and like a weird fake vulnerability. And then probably people that felt like I maybe even pressured people to make something up because they were like, well, Alyssa wants me to be real, so I better like make something up. I know. And, and, and that's it, what I... In those situations, I got really good at sort of dodging the landmines. And I, I think maybe people like you and I figured out how to make uh, sacrificial vulnerability lambs that then actually were kind of um, yes. distractions from whatever it was that was going on. Because I, I know how to say like, well, this has actually been really hard. And it's like, not at all what I give a shit about. Like, but, yes. but you just kind of offer it up to uh, appease the people that were in front of you at the time that wanted to pray for something. Whoa, and the expectation yes. was like, you have to be authentic. You have to be real because you have to be I have real. to pray for you. Yes. So if you're not, then you're breaking the contract. Um, that is crazy. Oh yeah, my gosh. I just got like PTSD. I know. I just got PTSD from thinking of like you, like, you know, maybe we're in college 
and you kind of come up to me and you're like, hey, like, how's your heart? Like, and that kind of stuff. It was like, I know we like joke about it now, but that was sort of like, I was really saying that kind of stuff. Like, I was really like going up to people and being like, what's going on? Yeah. What's God like telling you? I want to go to songmeanings.com and talk about what, <laughs> because songmeanings.com, sometimes when it's like available for one of these more popular songs, like I'm Not All Right, is. Um, you can peruse the comments to and have like user or listeners submitted. This is what the meaning of the song is. So there's one comment. Uh, I'll keep all the usernames anonymous. I can definitely relate to this song. I've been a Christian almost all my life, raised in a Christian home, going to church all the time, getting saved every Sunday, etc. And a lot of people seem to think I have it all together. Or something because even now at 18 years old, I'm still going to church all the time and I refuse to participate in worldly things such as partying and stuff like that. But the truth is, I don't have it all together. I get tempted all of the time, just like everyone else, <laughs> especially when I'm trying to impress someone. I may seem like I'm okay on the surface, but there's a lot I'm struggling with on the inside. And this song pretty much sums up exactly how I feel about all that. So that's what it means to me, smiley face. <laughs> Oh, that sounds like something I would have said. I know. I love Sabo that. journal entry for sure. I was like wondering, I was looking through some of my entries. I was like, I wonder if I, because I would always like write out lyrics and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like wondering if I did that with the song. I, I'm sure I did, but I don't, you know, I have too many to go through. First page I opened, I wrote out Psalm 73. That was like my favorite verse. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart, my portion forever. It's pretty. I like that verse from and uh, then just I wrote, a language When we arrived at the slums today, my like, oh, I was no. talking about the slums of Costa Rica. Oh no! <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, that just sounds like even just hearing that person be like, "I knew everybody thinks I should have it all together. I'm 18, you know." And it's like, what? No, 18, nobody. 18. This person's a child. Whoever <laughs> they are, nobody expect. But that is the thing. Like when you're a young Christian, like you're taught. That you know what I mean? You just have to like I don't know, but I'm like yeah. I'm trying to think of this song like in terms of like I think I also liked it because it was very like it was very switch footy a little bit. Oh sure, it's very like dare you to yeah. move yeah. Where you don't necessarily know like it's not like so in your face of like because what was the other one I sent you which I really did like think it was like a hot song oh but, sure um, the other one you sent me be your name was by yes by Tree 63 their version of Blessed Be Your Name I like the way name. that they sing it when the darkness closes see yeah there's just too many there's something like sexy about this guy's voice but did you know the singer um, Sean McDonald no, tell me about him. Okay, Sean McDonald was another kind of like very sexy Christian singer. Okay. But yeah, there was like a lot of that for me. And so, you know, I guess I just was a, a basic young Christian teen who wanted to hear like, you know, we needed kind of like our Backstreet Boys. We needed, this was our 98 Degrees. Yeah, even beyond a plus one, you needed it. Yeah. Uh, no, I fully understood. She was a basic young girl who grew up to be an anything but basic young woman. And isn't that beautiful? <laughs> That's so nice. 
That's so nice. I mean, I don't know what else we want to say about this song. I mean, I, I feel like we've really interrogated. I mean, oh, well, I guess, you know what? Maybe I should end with this. Alyssa, are you all right? <laughs> no, no, hey, 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 hey. No, no, no. No, all jokes aside, I know it's a little podcast. We're on mic. <laughs> for real, though. No, 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 for real. Like, how, how, how are you? No, like no. Trying, hold on. No Wait, laughing. I'm trying to go back. I'm trying to go back to like what I would actually say. Like if this was real. Yeah. I'm like I'm it. trying to like how I. Okay. So okay. So ready. So kind of give it to me. Okay, I'm ready. Hey, Alyssa, how are you for real? Um, it's been hard. You know. Um, I want to trust God, and I am. You know, but it's. It's been hard to see his plan, if I'm being 100% honest. And I know that yeah. he's okay. I know that he's okay with mm. that. I know that he knows and he sees my doubts and he's not afraid of them. And he's not going to run away from me just because I'm doubting. And yeah. that's why he's God and I'm not. But yeah, I don't see the um, the plan necessarily. Yeah. And I'm, you know, but God is good yeah. and, yeah. you know, Despite my unbelief. Yeah. Well, that kind of sounds like it's a heart issue to me. And yeah. I just, um, I'll, you know, I'll be playing, I'll, I'll pray for clarity for you, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, if you could just be praying for clarity and, um, you know, just my stubbornness, you know. Yeah. You're a stubborn <laughs> girl, aren't you? Wait a minute. <laughs> and God knows it. And God. Yeah, you're real stuff. Wait, did I ever tell you about the time that someone from reality oh. like asked me out on a date and then was like the whole time trying to like pray in public and I was like, oh, no, wait, uh, do I know this person? I never well text me the name. Oh, but like, I will. But yeah, it was it was the most why? insane. Why were thing. they trying to pray all the time? Like, I don't know. He just wanted to get coffee. I was like, all right, sure. And so we like went to like Republic of Pie classic. And um he was like in the middle, I was just rambling on, you know how I do. And I was like, ah, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, time out. Sorry, Alyssa. He was like, I just, can I pray for you right now? Like right here, right now. And I was like, no, awesome. like you can't because, because no, do you know what I mean? That's like such a, and then he like wouldn't drop it. So then we like the date, like the, whatever the coffee's over, we're at my car and he's like, I know you said no earlier, but can I pray for you now? Can we pray right now? Like at your car? And I was like, yeah, sure, dude. Like, okay. Now this and he was is like, a, you, do you want to start? Uh, this is an I interesting. I was like a Christian. Yeah. Oh yeah. You were bought in. And even then I was like. Uh. But I was like, what is happening? Cause it was like him trying to like force vulnerability. Like romantically do you know what i mean yes and i think that's something that you especially in dating context and even now you have to be careful about like uh, as as delicate as i hope we're all being about sexual or physical consent stuff like vulnerability consent it should be a real and pressing concern for all of us too yes in, in the sense of that of, of maybe this person wants to chat about the show they watched on sunday night and they don't want to tell you about what their dad did yes. to them when they were a kid that's so, so don't true. press into that in the same way and make sure that you're putting up enough healthy you know guardrails for that and for everyone to like respect each other if you ask a question that's a, like a little probing build in a, it honestly Answer your discretion or to your comfort level. You don't this need to blah, blah, very, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
this is an important conversation because even I believe people that maybe like, um, not like are like kind of grew up in Christian, maybe they don't associate with it as much anymore. I think it might still be something that like they have a hard time with. Me too. Of course. Like I, of you course. know, what's that? So- There's that one casting crown song where he's like, He's like, here I go again, talking about the weather and going over things that won't live past a day. And as the days, you know, and he's like saying it's wrong to talk about the weather. And I remember having a conversation with like my friend who was like so kind of surface and just wanted to talk about comedy and stuff. And I was like, we're we're not just going to talk about the weather. And I like quoted those lyrics. I was like, and mulling over things that won't live past a day. And she was like, Alyssa, what are you talking about? We were like walking around the track. I was like, do you know Jesus? But it it goes beyond just like God stuff. But you're right. Like, so even just in terms of like dating and stuff like that, you got to be careful because not everybody wants to just like spill their guts, you know? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, it's and it's something that I think people like you and I, and obviously like when we're with each other and like close trusted friends, you just kind of draft off of that, but you forget that everyone's not like you. So it should be yeah. something that you're you're constantly checking in on uh, and making sure that it's okay. So, yeah. Alyssa, we got to do it. We got to roast our toast. You know how it goes. Holy toast is a thumbs up. <laughs> and holy roast is that sweet thumbs down to hell. And, of course, if we're not sure, we can send this song to... The Space Between. Uh, thank you, Dave. Uh, we'll start, as per usual, with our co-host, who's also a guest. I want to give it, you know, I got to give it a holy um, toast (laughs) because re-listening to it, I was like, you know what? This song's okay. It's like fun and like intense. And I love the drama of it. It's such a dramatic song and I'm a, a dramatic, loving individual. So I'm all about it, especially now that I might be one degree away from saying it's real. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, this is the lead yeah. that you did, Barry, uh, all the while. I totally forgot. I literally forgot. Uh, 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 yes, and we will try to exploit that for a deep dive, a sort of WTF-esque sit down with whoever the guy was that you were kind of <laughs> familiar with from that time. I'll give it a holy toast just because of its practical application in your life. Uh, and I'll just say, yeah, for the runoff and the positive effect that I had on it my friend Alyssa. Because there's nothing Aww. in here. Okay, burn away the pride. Bring me to my weakness. Everything I had behind is gone. <laughs> I see my- <laughs> the idea and maybe even as like a masculine model for boys who might be into Sanctus Real if they also had a yeah. crush on them like Alyssa did. Um, or, or for other reasons. The idea of humbling yourself before something, the idea of emptying yourself and self-examination, self-reflective, self-reflection yeah, is very good. Uh, and and, and yes. being like, okay to be weak. Sure. Yeah. You weak little boys. Masculine, yeah. And girls and, and everyone else. Yeah. Were you going to say masculinity is a prison, but then you got scared? Oh no! I was gonna say, <laughs> I was because I'm, like, yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared. Let me like, out of the prison, please. <laughs> I'm walking. You out. grow up. Well, you know, traditional Christianity is like the man is the head of the house, and he's strong, and he knows what he's talking about all the time. And the woman is the subservient to him, and she is weak and feminine. But here, saying just real is 
a couple of tough guys. Yeah. <laughs> saying the, the most burly bros that you could imagine. <laughs> the buffest of the buff. Saying, you know, we hey, weak. I don't even know what they say, but they say something about how it's okay to be weak, right? <laughs> it's almost as if his strength is made perfect in our weakness. Do you know what Amen, I mean? Amen, Jesus. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, you for said, that word. You said amen, Jesus, like I was Jesus. <laughs> Which, listen, the, the, divine, Jesus. the divine is in all of us. We all have the divine. Come on my <laughs> ranch and worship the alongside with me. The divine in me sees the divine, the divine in you. In you. Uh, shouts out to whatever the liturgist podcast is now. Oh, boy. Well, we did it. We talked about Sanctus We did it. Oh, I'm so glad. Um, Now... You know what we got to do? We got to bring it down. We got to play it out. We got to empty ourselves. We got to empty our loads before the Lord. And um, <laughs> really uh, humble ourselves, but also humiliate ourselves too. Um, yes, if there's an, a, a song in your heart that you've not yet written, if there's a song for America that someone told you 11 years ago you're going to write, but you haven't yet, now's the time. Write that song. Sing it. Write your story. Make your movie. Write your book. <laughs> to the glory of our one true, true Savior, Jesus Christ. And I will use this way of talking if I'm not sure where I'm going, but if I use this sort of halting cadence, okay, then you will be listening to what I'm saying because it is for yes. Yes, so you go on a tear like that, and then and you do that, and you kind of build up in that rhythm of what you yes, might think Jesus. is holy and righteous, and then you stop real quick. Amen. Yes, Jesus. Because it is for God. Yes. And we may lift up our own projects and our own social media handles, not to the glory of man, but for the glory of God himself, herself, himself. And we start, as per usual, with my friend and our special guest co-host, Alyssa Sabo. Thank you so much, Kevin. You're welcome. Um, as always, I would love to lift up my Instagram, which brings glory to God with every post. At Alyssa underscore Sabo. You can find it in the description, I hope. You can find me on Twitter as well, at Alyssa underscore Sabo. On TikTok, I do not have the underscore. I am just at Alyssa Sabo. And I don't know why I did that. <laughs> but I did, okay? That's what you I can't did. undo it. <laughs> um yeah is that was that good wait and then do i say um a lift up a lift up in the secular culture is oh in the, okay and then the secular, yeah in the secular culture i'm gonna talk in my normal secular voice and in the secular culture <laughs> <laughs> i just watched well i'm a huge you know i love loretta lynn and i thought i had seen coal miner's daughter the movie but I, I actually hadn't seen it. I think I kind of got through the first part where she had, you know, Tommy Lee Jones, like, married her and then they had scary, like, honeymoon sex. I think, like, later, like, you. after... Let's get married. Yeah. Let's have scary dude, sex. I, dude, I don't want to. But I, like, turned it off. But then, you know, yesterday I watched the whole thing through. And boy, was I glad that I watched it. I cried. Okay. Um, at the very end, when she is kind of singing where she came from, and my grandpa was a coal miner, and my you know my mom was born in Kentucky, so I do relate a lot to this kind of story. 
I think Loretta Lynn is like an incredible, weird person who like, you know, she's a very complicated person. Um, mm. I'm obsessed with her and I'm weirdly, you know, I do a really good impression of her. So if they ever want to make another movie about Loretta Lynn, uh, I would love to play her. And yeah, Coal Miner's Daughter, the song, the movie, the, the legend. Okay, coal miner's daughter. When I was born, a coal miner's Oh no, we're good. We're good. Oh, thank you. That's that's okay. Oh, that's quite all right. Butcher holler. I think I can mute on Zoom, right? We Uh, were poor, but we had love. That's the one thing, (laughs) animation. Thank you so much. That that's my time. Thank you, Loretta. I yield my time. (laughs) And I'm reclaiming a list this time. Uh, you can lift me up uh, at Kevin T. P- Porter on Letterboxd and most especially OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Kevin T. Porter. <laughs> We're building a community there. It's not a cult. Uh, it is a community of like-minded individuals. Uh, and I will lift up uh, a, an album of music, a little soundtrack album for the for the 2020 film maybe nobody remembers called Let Them All Talk, the Steven Soderbergh movie starring Meryl Streep and Diane Weist and Candace Bergen, Lucas Hedges on a big old Queen Mary yacht. And Thomas Newman did the score. He, he's done the score for movies like Finding Nemo and Wally and Finding Dory and American Beauty. But this is such an a, a, a departure for him. It's very jazzy and fun. So if you have some kind of maybe difficult reading to do or a lot of work to do, it's going to make you feel cooled down, chilled out, and like you're vibing on a yacht with some of the hottest women in their mm. 70s that exist. Oh, Meryl and Diane that. and Candace. So you can listen to that. So I recommend that. I recommend the movie too. It's a good, easy, fun watch okay. on HBO Max. Get some HBO snacks and watch it. Uh, you can lift us up at Good Christian Fun everywhere, Christian Fun at Christian Fun Pod. You can go to patreon.com slash good Christian fun for more Good Christian Fun. We're doing Adventures in Podacy, every episode of Adventures in Odyssey. All 899 of them, baby. We're covering them on the show. That's our mission. Yes. And people have said in the comments, is this like a Sufjan Stevens thing where it's like, he says, I'm going to do an album for every state. And we're like, no. No, we're actually going to finish it. We're not just going to do Michigan Ooh, and Illinois. We're freaking, Sufjan. we're doing what Sufjan couldn't do. And wow. if you go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review, we donated a dollar to charity for each review you leave. And this month's charity, once again, is Rain. Alyssa, my friend, my compatriot, and my co-host for the evening, thank you so much for joining me my on the brother. show. My, my brother, thank you so much. My sister. My brother in Christ, I love you. I love you. And my healing is I your healing. You. I see my you. My healing is your healing. Our healing the is the healing of the world. Recognizes the, the light. dark in me wants to make you even darker and weirder and nastier. Ooh. Yeah. And I'm not all right. And that's okay. And I'm not okay. And that's all right. And there's nothing left to say except for all of Pot's uh, people said, follow along with me, Alyssa, because Caroline <laughs> usually does this with me. So you do have to okay. follow along. Okay. All of Pod's people said, no, hang on. No, it goes, okay. okay. I love you. Thank you, Emma. Amen. That's it. Okay. And then Emma will and smush I, it together. And we'll smush it together. Amen. Thank you. Alyssa, is there a Sanctus Real song you want us to go out on tonight? Um, yes, there is actually. I want you to go out 
on man that one hold on you can cut this because there is one but i don't know the name of it <laughs> hold on almost there almost there oh my lord almost there it's like doing a podcast with I'm caroline oh almost there <laughs> oh okay um yes um eloquent the name of the song is eloquent the artist yeah. friends and folks is sanctus real I'm as eloquent as an elephant about his headstrong as And if that doesn't fuck your shit up to hear that I'm as eloquent as an elephant, then you do not know the God I know. You don't know the Christ that I commune with. I'm as eloquent as an elephant. Yeah, shouts out to the demo that Caroline's riding at Disneyland right now. All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.